I had to drop in to ask the question, what God are you listening to? And who's your God? Yes, I went there. Yes, yes, yes. I had to ask that question. Because the truth of the matter is, the voice that we're listening to really is the voice that's leading you. It's the voice that's leading us. Remember the word of God teaches us. He said, my sheep know my voice and a stranger's voice, they will not follow. How many of you know that the voice that you're listening to is the very voice that's leading you? But before we get into this, guess what we're going to do first? You guys already know. You guys know that we're going to pray the word of God. Father God, we just thank you for being here together with us, for being in the midst of us, Lord God. Father God, I ask that you anoint my lips of clay, Lord God, um, and that you would give me the words to say, Father, that you would give me the ability to impart some spiritual, that you will impart some spiritual revelation knowledge into those that are here today listening to your word, and um, that you would give us wisdom to do what it is that we know, Father God, for I believe, Father God, that you have anointed me to be able to Preach and teach your gospel, Father God. Therefore, I ask that you anoint my lips of clay. And Father God, that you give us a rhema word that you will impart some spiritual wisdom and revelation knowledge to those that are listening and hearing your word. And that those that are listening and hearing your word, Father God, that they will not just be listeners and hearers, but they will become doers of your word, Father God, as you impart to us spiritual wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, giving us the wisdom to be able to do what we know. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you guys again for joining in. Again, my name is Pearly Martin, and welcome to my podcast, Arthur Pearly Martin, Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. How many of you know that the Word of God, it is the power of God, and that the Word of God is our weapon of warfare? And this is the fight. This is the fight. This is why the enemy, the devil, our adversary, does not want us to uh, get connected to the Word of God. This is why he wants us to be so distracted by his voice that we don't have time to listen to to the shepherd's voice. How many of you know that Jesus said in John 10, 10, that he is the good shepherd and that he came to give us life and life more abundantly. But he said, but it's the thief that cometh not, but to steal, kill, and destroy. I want you to know that we are called to be sober and to be alert. Because our adversary, the devil, is really going about seeking whom he can devour. I'm trying to find someone who's spiritually asleep. I'm trying to find someone who's not spiritually Alert. We have to be discerning at all times, okay? Uh, distinguishing what's good and what's evil, what's right and what's not. You know, um, for those who are the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. Isn't that what the Word of God tells us? He said those who are the sons of God have the ability to be led by the Spirit of God. But today what I want to start off with is what voice is listening uh, is leading you and and. and what God are you serving? Yes, I said that. I, I said that what God are you serving? You know I got to know. You know already that I have got to know. What God are you listening to and what God are you serving? Well, we're going to start here. We're getting ready to start here. I want to start with... Um, I want to start with Jesus tells us in Matthew's. Where he tells us to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Matthew 6, 33, English Standard Version. He tells us there, he says, um, no one can serve two, ma- two masters, for he will either hate one or love the other. Right? That's not exactly where I want to start. Let's start at the beginning of that verse. Hold on one second. Matthew 6, 31. Matthew 6, let's start at 25. Jesus tells us to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, right? And all these other things will be added unto us. He says, 
English Standard Version, Matthew 6, 25, it says, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? He says, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly father, he feeds them, (laughs) right? Are you not more value than they? And which of you are being anxious can add a single hour to his span of life. And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. By not, they neither tore nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like the, one of those. But if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. Therefore, do not be anxious. Don't become anxious. Don't become anxious. Don't become anxious. Don't become worried. Don't be, don't allow anxiety to take over us. Saying, what shall we eat? You know, our food pantry is almost empty. What shall we drink? You know, we don't have, we're running out of bottled water. We don't have anything to drink. Or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles, the world, they seek after all these things. And your heavenly father knows that you need them all. God already knows what we have need of. (laughs) He's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. He's all-knowing and he's everywhere at the same time. How many of you know that God knows already what it is that we need, what we have need of? But then he says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Right? He says, seek first the kingdom of God. He said, "Um, therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. In other words, it has no worries of its own. I'm reading the English Standard Version. It's sufficient for today is its own problems. You got you got already got enough problems for today. Don't worry about tomorrow, but just seek first. What is the solution to all this? He's saying seek first the kingdom of God and and um his righteousness, his way of doing things, his way of living, and all these other things. Guess what? They're going to be added unto you. I like to tell people all the time that the provisions of God are in the will of God. <laughs> How many of you know that God will finance his journey? Whatever God has called you to do, whatever God has asked you to do, he will give you whatever you need to do whatever he has asked. Don't that make perfect sense to me? That makes perfect sense to me that if God asks us to do something, that he will give us what we need to be able to do what he has asked. (laughs) After all, is God not the supplier of our every need? He created us, not for failure, and he put inside of us everything that we need that pertains to life and godliness. We have everything that we need already on the inside of us. God has given us the power to get the wealth, but our part is getting the wisdom to know how to get the wealth. And when we get in the place where we're called to be, he will anoint us and give us the power to do whatever it is that he has called us to do. So seek first the kingdom of God. He's telling us here, he's saying, don't be anxious about tomorrow. Don't worry. You know, when anxiety comes and we say my anxiety, I'm telling you what happens when people become, when anxiety that or the spirit of fear, okay? When the spirit of fear comes on, on us, this because anxiety is a fear, okay? Let's call it what it is. So when the spirit of fear comes on, you know, because you can feel it when it comes on, you can literally feel the heaviness of it. I've, I've seen people attacked by this, going to the hospital and everything, because they could not breathe, okay? But when this spirit comes on us, it's because we're starting to become anxious and we're not trusting in the Lord. Because remember, I constantly say this all the time because it's what the words say, that perfect love casts out fear. So when fear comes upon us, it's because we have lost faith and confidence in God's love for us. Perfect love cast out fear. So those who fear have not been made perfect or complete or confident, have not become confident in God's love for them. Because when we understand that God has our back, then we know that there's nothing to be worried about. Philippians 4 and 6 NLT says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. He said, tell God what you need 
and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and mind as you live in Christ Jesus. And dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learn and receive from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. Now here the Apostle Paul is telling us, the word of God is even telling us, he said, I don't want you to worry about the cares of the world. What is it and who is it that caused us to worry about the cares of the world. The devil, our adversary, he comes in and he wants to plant a thought. Did God really say that he will supply your needs? (laughs) How many of you know that that's the devil's job? He's going about, the Bible say, be sober and be alert because our adversary, the devil, is going about seeking whom he may devour. Do not let the God of this world devour you. Whose voice are you listening to? Let me let me say this to you. Uh, and what God are you serving? That when anxiety and fear comes and we allow it to lead us astray, the voice that we're listening to is the voice that's leading us. And when we lose faith and confidence in God, then we start seeking after the things of this world. We start chasing after the things of the world. So the, the Lord knows these things. Jesus, he, we have not a high priest who's not touched by the feelings of our weaknesses and our infirmities because like us, he too became a human being. So he knows what it feels like to be tempted by the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. Yet without sin, he endured the temptation. Yet without sin, the word of God tells us and teaches us this, right? So God, he's telling us, you know, he's telling us Don't be anxious. Why? Because anxiety is a spirit of fear. And when we become anxious, what we're doing is we're allowing the devil to lead us. That's the voice we're listening to. That voice that says, oh, if you don't do this, this is going to happen. Oh, what about this? Oh, what about that? The devil wants us to worry about the cares of the world. This is how he steals the word. Um, The parable of the sword, Matthew 13, teaches us that it's through the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches that the devil comes to steal the word. So when we allow him to steal the word, then that we're listening to his voice and that's who we're following. Are we chasing after God or are we chasing after the things of this world? Remember Hebrews 4 and 15, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize and understand our weaknesses and temptations, but one who has been tempted, disamplified, knowing exactly how it feels to be human in every respect as we are yet without committing any sin. Jesus can identify with us. He is our high priest. He knows what it feels like to be tempted. He knows what it feels like to be hungry. Remember when he was led into the wilderness by the Spirit of the Lord to be tempted 40 days and 40 nights? Those were the temptations of Christ, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. These are the three temptations. These are the three doorways in which sin is going to try to enter in. To be tempted is not a sin, but to sin is a sin. Okay, but without temptation, how many of you know there is no sin? So even though Jesus was tempted, which was not a sin because there was a devil tempting him with the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, it was his loyalty test to God. And how many of you know that every time we say no to the devil, we prove our love for God. It was We prove our love for God and we prove our loyalty to God. Jesus said, how can you call me Lord, Lord, if you're not going to do what I say? Now, you guys know there's no condemnation here because I'm not going to talk to you about doing stuff and not tell you how to do it. So God tells us here in his word already, he said, listen here, I need you to seek first the kingdom of God. Why is this? Because when we quit seeking after God, we start seeking after the things of the world. The Bible teaches us that many have pierced their souls with many great sorrows chasing after the things of the world. Let me find this for you. Hold on one second. For many have pierced their souls and departed from the faith, chasing after the things of the world. Let me find this. Many have pierced their souls 
with many sorrows. And, have, and have de- many have departed from the faith and it has pierced their souls with many souls chasing after the things of the world. Wow, 1 Timothy 6 and 10 tells us, for it's the love of money that's the root of all kinds of evil. Why is this? Because when we love money, we do and say evil things to get it. It's not money that's evil. It's the love of money um, that causes us to uh, to chase that. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Let's get this straight. Let's put this in its proper context. Money is not evil, okay? Money is the answer to all things, and we need money to pay natural, physical things. But God is saying, I don't want you chasing after the money. Stop chasing after the creation and start chasing after the creator. Okay, 1 Timothy 6 and 10 says, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Let's read it, um, Let's, let me read another version. It says, those who want to be rich, however, falls into temptation and they become ensnared by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. By craving it, some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. But you, O man of God, flee from these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. That's seeking first the kingdom of God. Um, righteousness, peace. Seeking first the kingdom of God. But listen here. Let, let's go. Let me see what the Amplified Bible says. Many have uh, departed from the faith, chasing in behind. So who's your God and what you're serving? Jesus tells us, he said, you know what? Man can't serve God and mammon. But this is what the devil is doing. He wants us not to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness because he don't want us to trust him. He wants us to become anxious. And Jesus knows this. And this is why he's saying, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. There's nothing for you to be worried about. There's nothing for you. I got you. I'm with you. I'm in you and everything. I've given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. Everything that you need to succeed is already in you. Everything that you need is already inside of you. Let me see if I can find it here. It says, uh, but godliness actually is a source of great gain when accomplished by contentment. So he's talking about here um, that contentment with godliness is great gain. That contentment, which comes from a sense of inner confidence based on the sufficiency of God. That's what true contentment is. True contentment comes from a sense of inner confidence based on God's sufficiency, not our sufficiency. That's where contentment with godliness is great gain. So when I'm content, not based upon my own self-sufficiency, but when I'm content because I know that everything I need, I already have. It's already on the inside of me. I need to ask God for his wisdom. It's, It's not by might nor by power, but it's by God's spirit, says the Lord. Um, Inner confidence is based on the sufficiency of God. Knowing that the devil is already defeated gives me confidence causes me to be content knowing that because God is for me nothing and no one can stand against me causes me to be content you see what I'm saying so those that's how those who keep their minds stayed on the Lord he said I'll keep you in perfect peace there's no reason to worry about things God is saying I need you to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things, these natural things, food, clothing, money, raiment. I know housing. I know you need these things. I know what it feels like to be a human being. I know I had natural needs, right? We have not a high priest. A man did it, so a man had to come and undo it. By one man's disobedience, we were all made sinners. And by one man's obedience, we were all made righteousness. But what I'm trying to get us to see is that when we stray away from the voice of God, when we start Stop seeking first the kingdom of God, then we start serving the God of this world. And Jesus said, no man can serve two masters. He's either going to love one and despise the other. So when we're seeking after the things of God, 
I mean, at the things of this world, we're going to despise the things of the word. We're going to despise God because money has become our God. So what, what's, who's your God? What voice are you listening to? And what God are you serving? Are you serving? Is your confidence resting in the Lord? And I'm not talking about just being religious and saying Bible verses. I'm saying, do you believe what you know? It's with our mouth that we confess, but it's with our heart that we truly, truly believe. And some of us had the opportunity to be able to experience it because when money is our God, and you can tell when money is a person's God because when they lose their job, they fall apart. But I'm telling you that when our life is built on the rock, when our life is built on the word and our soul is anchored in the Lord, because our soul definitely have to be anchored in the Lord for these materialistic things. We brought nothing into this world. The Bible tells us in first uh, Timothy six and seven, he said, for we brought nothing into this world. So it is clear that we cannot take anything out of it either. But if we have food and clothing, with these, we will be content. But those who are not financially ethical and they crave to get rich with the compulsive, greedy longing for wealth, they fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruins and destruction, leading them to personal misery. Um, this is the Amplified Bible, 1 Timothy 6. 6 and 10 now. It says, for the love of money... That is the greedy desire for it. When we have a greedy desire for money, and some people are so stingy that they squeak when they walk. That's having a greedy desire for money. And also, that's a poverty mi- mindset. When we, you, can have, you can be rich and have a poverty mindset. Um, what causes us to... When, we're, when a stingy person, even though they're rich, but a person is stingy, has a poverty mindset because in their mind they think that they're going to run out but we're not running out I heard uh, uh, Pastor Bill Winston say we got to quit looking at it as running out and we got to see ourselves as running over <laughs> because when when we truly believe that we reap what we sow it's not just in bad things but any in anything in any area of our lives that we give we're, it's coming back to us if you give love you're going to get love if you give money you're going to reap money this is an area of our lives reaping what you sow is not just for evil things but we're going to reap the good we sow too. So the word of God teaches us. He said, don't grow weary in doing good. Don't get tired of doing good. Because in due season, guess what? You're going to reap what you sow. You're going to reap the good that you sow too. Not just the evil things. Um, but we're going to reap some of the good things that we sow. So having a poverty mindset, it doesn't matter how much money you have. Having a poverty mindset is the fear of running out. The fear of if I give you some, then that, that ain't going to leave me with none. See, that's a poverty mindset. But God wants us to put on the mind of Christ and understand that he is our source. And we will reap whatever we sow. We should not be afraid to ever give. We should not be afraid to ever do what the Lord of God say do. So when we are afraid to do anything, when we're afraid to give, when we're afraid to help, when we're afraid to do what God has asked us to do, it's all rooted in fear. And this is where our love and our confidence in his love for us is not, we're not sure. We're not so sure about that. You know, when, when we have confidence in God's love for us, fear will have no place in us. Because perfect love casts out fear. I need someone to get that. I need someone to grab that because, see, what's going to happen is when we have confidence in God's love for us, that's when we can really say nothing and really believe in our heart that nothing is impossible for them that believe. Why is this? In order for us to believe that nothing is impossible, we have to have confidence, be fully confident in God's love for us. Because when we're fully confident in God's love for us, we know that he has our back and we know that really all things really are going to work together for our good. It doesn't matter what it looked like, the good, the bad, the ugly. And we're going to really, 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 really believe in our heart that what the devil meant for evil, that God is going to cause it to work together for our good. I want to read this again. 
um, the Amplified Bible, 1 Timothy 10, it says, for the love of money, that is the greedy desire to have it. When you're greedy and you're a lie cheat, I always like to tell people, if you have to lie, cheat, steal, and kill to get it, then God didn't give it to you. That That's how we can measure where it came from. Because every good and perfect gift comes from God. And how many know, sometimes we need to be aware of men bearing gifts because a good gift is not a gift that has strings attached to it. I talk about that uh, when the gift is good. You guys follow me here on my YouTube page at Gene Martin and hit that subscribe button because when I go live, most of the time, this is where I go live because I want my videos to be saved, okay? Um, it says, for the love of money, that is the greedy desire for it and the willingness to gain it unethically. When you're doing things illegal, it's called ill-gotten gain. And when you're doing illegal things to get money, if you get the lie, cheat, steal, or kill, that means you love it. It says, for the love of money. Why? Because when we love money, we lie, cheat, steal, kill, manipulate, swindle, and we don't care who we got to hurt. And um, that's, that's in trying to get a promotion on a job or whatever it is. But I'm telling you the way to true riches. I don't know about you, but wealth and riches is in my house. Because I'm, I'm saying that because that's what the word of God says. And God has given us the power to get the wealth. And I'm not just talking about in money. I'm talking about being spiritually wealthy. I'm talking about having a soul that is at peace with God. I'm talking about learning to be content in, in any state that I'm in. And I'm telling you, I got some stories for you. I'm here to testify to you. I'm not that the Lord is good and that his word is true because I've had to learn to be content in some situations. I've had to learn to trust the Lord when times were good. I had to learn to trust the Lord when times were not so good. But all I know is it was that God's word is true. So no matter what was going on around me, I was going to keep saying what he's saying. And sometimes all I can remember is that God said he was for me. And because God is for me and I'm being obedient to him and I'm doing what he say, because we have to be obedient to the word of God. Let me tell you why. Because when we're not being obedient to the word of God, we're being obedient to the words of the devil. Who's leading you? The voice that we listen to will be the voice that leads us. So that voice is telling us to do evil things to get money. That's not God's voice. Whose voice are you listening to? This is why it's so important. This is why Jesus kept saying, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you. And don't worry about tomorrow. Don't be anxious. Why? Because he knows that it's the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of the uh, riches that the devil used. That's his voice. He used anxiety. The devil is, fear is a spirit. We know this. First Timothy 5 tells us that 17, that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. So when we feel ourselves becoming anxious, those things, anxiety and fear, is going to cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches is going to choke the word of God away out of us. It's going to steal the word of God from us. And when we become anxious, we start saying what the devil says. And we know, we'll say it all the time. Yes, life and death is in the power of your words. We'll say this, but do we believe what we say? It's so important that we watch out for our words because our words are seeds being sown into the lives of others. They're being sown into our lives. Um, but the word of God is a seed too. So when we're speaking the word of God, guess what we're doing? We're sowing seed. And guess what's going to happen? It's going to reap a harvest if we don't allow the devil to steal the seed. How does the devil steal the word? Through doubt and unbelief and fear and anxiety and worry. And he plucks it up. And pretty soon when you were talking faith, now you're talking sickness. Now you're talking underlying conditions. Now you're thinking that you're going to die if you get the virus or you get sick or you get cancer or whatever the situation is. That is the voice of the enemy. Anything that speaks contrary to what the word of God is saying, to what the will of God is, is not the voice of God. Whatever voice is telling you it's okay to live in sin, whatever voice is telling us it's okay to lie, cheat, steal, kill, or whatever, whatever, to be bitter, to have unforgiveness, whatever lie the devil is telling us that's contrary to what God is saying 
is the, and we're listening to it, that's the voice that's leading us. There's no condemnation, but I'm just telling us that we need to think about our thoughts. Do you think about your thoughts? Well, the word of God tells us, he was telling us, Jesus was telling us what to think. Peter, the apostle, he was telling us, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are good, report. Think on these things. So what happens, again, when we're not when we're not listening to the voice of the Lord, when we're not following the voice of the Lord, but we're following the voice of the devil? For the love of money, that is the greedy desire for it and the willingness to gain it unethically. Are you greedy? Are you greedy and are you stingy? And it just don't have to be money. Are you greedy and stingy with whatever it is that God has blessed you with? Because if you have, it's a poverty mindset. I, I, I say all the time, the, the, the most miserable people in the world are selfish people because God did not create us to be selfish. It was for God so loved that he gave. He created us to be givers. And not just in, in, in any and every area of our lives. If you know of something that can help someone else, share it. Be givers. Uh, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. Okay, let me see if I can get back to this. First Timothy 6 and 10. For the love of money, that is the greedy desires for it and the willingness to gain it unethically by illegal means, ill-gotten gain is a root of all sorts. Manipulation, lying to people to get stuff and all this kind of stuff. It's a root of all sorts of evil. And some, by longing for it, have wandered away. By longing for it. Mm. By longing for money, it says... Some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves through and through with many sorrows. Chasing, why is this? Because chasing, chasing after money. Things which are seen are temporal, you guys. But the, this is why Jesus said, man can't serve God in money. Who voice are you listening to? How many of you know that riches have a voice? It's called the deceitfulness of riches. Money have a voice, you guys. And what, what the voice says is, well, if you just had more of me, then things will be better. It doesn't matter how you get it. You got to do what you got to do. But if you have to lie, cheat, steal, and kill to get it, God ain't the one that's doing it. Remember, it's the thief who come and knock, but the steal kill and destroy and when we love money more than we love God we're going to be chasing after the money and not going to have any time for God because we're going to love one and we're going to despise the other who's your God and whose voice are you listening to you know that there's no condemnation because this the answer to this all is simple Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. First Timothy 6 and 11 tells us, he said, but as for you, O man of God, O woman of God, he said, we need to flee these things, aim at and pursue righteousness. Because we're going right back to what Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, right? He said for us to be in pursuit of righteousness because true godliness, more conformity to the character of God, which is true godliness. The righteousness of God is true godliness, more conformity to the character of God. Living Christ-like. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his way of living, his way of doing things, his moral character. Be conformed into the image of God. Don't be chasing after this money. Don't be chasing after things. But we need to seek for first the kingdom of God. Now, Jesus said, out of everything in the world, he said, you can't, no man can serve two masters. He cannot serve God and mammon or God and money. He can't serve both of them because he's going to love one or and despise the other. So how do we know if we're loving God or despising God? How do we know who's our God? Well, simple. I have to ask the question, who are you serving? Who are you seeking? When we don't have time for God, then we're not in pursuit of God. But we have time for work. We have time for the things that's going to, um, for the things that's going to pamper and comfort our flesh. But we don't have time for the God, the creator who gave us the things. When we're so in pursuit of the things of this world, but we don't have time for the word. 
then Jesus is not our Lord and we're not in pursuit. We're not seeking first the kingdom of God. There's no condemnation. Let's finish here. First Timothy 6 and 11. But as for you, O man of God, flee these things, aim at and pursue righteousness, true godliness, more conformity to the character of God, godliness, the fear of God, faith, love, steadfastness, and gentleness. It says fight the good fight of faith in the conflict with evil. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and for which you made the good confession of faith in the presence of many witnesses. He's telling us, instead of seeking after the riches, instead of being in pursuit of money, he said we need to flee these things as believers and pursue righteousness. He said true godliness, more conformity. He says the fear of God, faith. These are the things that we should be in pursuit of. Seeking first. This is the kingdom of God. Seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. We should be seeking after faith. How does faith come? We have to spend time in the word of God. When we don't spend time in the word of God, we're not spending time with God. When we don't have time for the word of God, we don't have time to read the word of God, to study the word of God, to do the word of God. We don't have time for God. When we don't acknowledge God, we ignore God. No condemnation, but this is a word of correction because I'm telling you, many have pierced their souls. Many have departed from the faith and pierced their souls with many sorrows. But we, many are backslidden and don't even realize it because they're still going to the building. It's the doer of the word. It's not about having a form of godliness. But it's about living for the Lord Jesus Christ and living for him on purpose and living for him for real. So here's the solution to all of this. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things that you're chasing after, all these, the deceitfulness of riches is telling you God is not limited by our resources. God is our source. He's not limited by our resources. In heaven, there's no shortage in heaven. God will give us the wisdom to get the wealth that he has already given us. Everything, we have everything that we need to pertain to life and godliness. But our real life is hid in Jesus Christ. And those who are the sons of God are led by the spirit of God. We have to listen, ask God for his wisdom. And he will give us the wisdom to get the wealth. But once again, what are we doing when we're asking God for something? We're not leaning to our own understanding, but we acknowledge in him in all our ways. And we're asking him, here, Lord, I come before you today. Give me wisdom to show me how. He said, he might say, well, sell some of that stuff in your garage. You have what you need to take care of what you need. He's not a dad beat father. But when we don't follow the voice of the Lord, we follow the voice of the enemy, of the devil. And it leads us away from the green pastors. It leads us away from God's peace. To have peace, we must keep our mind stayed on the Lord. And he said, how do we do that? By thinking about things that are excellent, praiseworthy. Thinking about things that are true, honorable, right, and pure. By fixing our thoughts or fixing, setting our affections on things above. Second Corinthians 4 and 18 says, so fix your eyes, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Don't, don't have your focus on the natural things, but keep your focus on the heavenly things. And while you're in pursuit of the things of God, those things that you need, the things that we need for this life that God created us and prepared and equipped us for those things will be added unto us. Whether he give you a word of wisdom, or he give you favor or promotion on the job. See, what the devil wants is he wants to steal our focus. This is why he's looking for someone who's not sober. He's looking for someone who's not alert. This is why the Bible says be sober, be alert, because your adversary, the devil, he's looking, he's on the prowl. He's not a lion, but he tried to act like a lion. And he's like a lion seeking for someone to devour. He wants to devour us. He wants to distract us. He wants us to take our focus off the word and put our focus on the world. But I'm here to tell you that when we don't have time for God, 
for his word. I'm not talking about talking about him. I'm not talking about just believing that he exists because even demons believe that he exists and tremble. But I'm talking about spending time in the word of God and being doers of what it says. Because when we're not doing what he say, we're still, that's the, that's deception. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, lest you deceive yourself. 2 Corinthians 4.18, let's see if I can get through here. It says, so, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen. When we're seeking first the kingdom of God, we're not looking at what's seen. But on what is unseen, we're focusing on the Lord. We're focusing on the word. Lord, this is what you said. Lord, I thank you for your wisdom. We're acknowledging God all the time, every day in all our ways. We're not leaning to our own understanding. We're not saying, God, get over here and sit over here and I'm going to figure this out and I'll get back to you Sunday, okay? We're going to get together again Sunday. We're going to get together Wednesday. No, it's a lifestyle. Jesus said, the way you're going to know my disciples is by the love that they have for one another. And whoever, um, when we are obedient to God's word, that's how we prove our love for him, our loyalty and our love for him. Okay. And okay. I'm going to see if I can get through this one more time. Second Corinthians 4, 18. So fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen for what is seen is temporal is subject to change, but what is unseen is eternal. And this is why servant things, and I'm putting this in here. And this is why servant things, money and people is empty <laughs> because it only meets our physical, natural needs. But our inner and spiritual needs come from seeking first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. Only God can go on the inside. Only the spirit of God can go. You know what I like? I tell the story how I used to, when I was in the world, I used to be all dressed up on the outside, but empty on the inside. I don't know what your story is, but I'm telling you, I was empty on the inside looking for love in all the wrong places, all the wrong people, but empty people can't give you what you need. People can't fulfill your spiritual need. They can't can't go on the inside and heal the hurt. And some of you, that's what you're doing now. You're empty. You're dressed up on the outside. You're smiling on the outside. You got all this stuff and you're juggling all these things of the world. But you don't have no relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. You're chasing after the money. The Bible say it's the uh, it's the uh, sinner man who, who has to work till the sweat of his brow, who has to work two and three jobs and is not able to enjoy his wealth. Why? Because he's so busy seeking after the money that he has no time for God. And it's in God that we live, move, and have our being. We have to keep our mind stayed on God to experience the peace of God. It's, it's, it's that when Adam committed that sin, that's when man was made to work at the sweat of his brow. But that's the way of the sinner man. God can give us peace. He said, I don't, you don't have to seek after the things of this world. All you need to do is seek first the kingdom of God, my way of doing things, my way of living and all these things. You say, well, God, I don't got time for you now because I have to work overtime. You're talking about on the job that God gave you. God, I don't have time for you right now because I got to work on this job. You're talking about the job that you prayed about and God gave you. And now we don't have time for the God that gave you. God, I don't have time for you right now. I got to go spend time with my husband. You're talking about the husband that God gave you, say God gave you or the wife that God gave you. Seek first the kingdom of God. Whatever takes the place of God in our lives is the God of our lives. There's no condemnation. I know it's a hard word, but deception is a is a is a uh, hard spirit. And so I like to tell people the harder the soil, the firmer the word. Right? Our heart is like a pot of soil. And it's the condition of our heart that determines if we receive the word of God. There's no condemnation. What we have to do to change the gods that we're serving, because whatever's taking the place of God, our children, our husband, our jobs, whatever it is, I don't know, our car, our TV, I don't know. Some people have departed from the faith watching too much TV, because now TV has taken the place of their time with God. There's no condemnation about speaking against anything. What I'm saying is, whatever takes the place of God in our lives becomes the comfort food. The Holy Spirit is our comfort, not food. There's no condemnation, but I'm trying to say these things so we can see. So we can see these things. Whatever takes the place of God in our lives becomes the God of our lives. 
People cannot meet our inner emotional spiritual need. This is God's job. So let him, by spending time with him, being empty or feeling empty on the inside comes from not accepting Jesus Christ or us being out of fellowship with him. Because when we get out of fellowship with the Lord, we feel dry and empty and dead. He's right there where you left, where you left him. When you quit paying attention to him, the cares of this world is designed to distract us, to take our focus off of God and start looking at what's going on around us. The devil wants to distract us. He's coming to steal the word. When we lose interest in the word of God, we lose interest in God and start serving other gods. A lot of people don't even want to talk about the Lord anymore can't fellowship with them. We think fellowship is just going to church, going to the building on Sunday. But we as saints should be fellowshipping all the time. It says that when one or two, when we come together, one should have a song, one should have a hymn. You know, what's in us is coming out of us. And I I like to tell people I have like almost probably more than 200 phone numbers. But most of those people you can't call and talk to about the Lord. When we lose interest in God, we start serving other gods. What is it that has your attention? What is it that's distracting you, that's keeping you from focusing on the Lord Jesus Christ? What is it that's distracting you, that's keeping you from seeking first the kingdom of God? Are you so distracted by the cares of the world? Are you so distracted by the bills, by the family, by this, by that? Whatever it is that has your attention, That's the thing that we have made our God. Have you made your wife a God? Have you made your marriage a God? Have you made your kids a God? Have you made your job a God? Have you made yourself a God? Because when the Lord is saying, I need you to go pray, you said, no, not right now, Lord. I need to go do this first. No, Lord, not right now. I don't have time to study. I don't have time to read the word. I have to sit here and listen to the world. There's no condemnation, but I'm trying to get us to see and get us to understand that whatever has taken the place of God in our lives has become the God of our life. Seek first. The solution to it all is to fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but what is unseen on our Heavenly Father. And remember that what the things which are seen are temporal. I like to tell people that everything that we have on this earth is is on lease. Because the same way we brought nothing into this world, we're not going to take anything out. And whatever we do in word or deed, we ought to do it unto the Lord Jesus Christ because our works are going to be tried by fire. That's the only thing that's going to last. Are you wasting your time doing what you want? Or are you spending your time doing what God wants? There's no condemnation because today is another day. We get to repent of whatever it was we did yesterday or even today. And we get another chance to do things God's way. Let's make sure that we seek first the kingdom of God first. His righteousness, his peace, his joy, his way of living, his character. That's the work. And don't worry about anything, but instead pray about everything like Philippians 4 tells us. And tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. And lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge God. And He has promised to direct our path. He said, depart from evil and be not wise in your own eyes, but fear the Lord and ask God for wisdom. When you begin to feel anxious, catch that. That's fear. Let's quit calling it ours. My anxiety. No, it's fear. It's the spirit of fear. And that's why it comes on you and takes, try to take your breath away. Make you feel like you can't breathe. When, when you feel that spirit come on you, just speak to it and say, listen here, my God loves me and God has not given me a spirit of fear. Therefore, I will not worry. Therefore, I will not be anxious. I won't be anxious about tomorrow. For tomorrow has enough worries of its own. But today, I'm going to seek first the kingdom of God. I'm not going to to be, and all these other things will be added unto me because that's God's promise to us. He said, don't worry about what you're going to eat. These are natural, physical things. 
God is concerned about our natural physical needs. Don't you know this? He didn't create us to take care of ourselves. He created us to acknowledge him in all our ways so we can not lean to our own understanding, but so we can ask him for wisdom so he can show us his way. So we won't be doing things our way. Because when we start doing things our way, it leads us away from his way. This is why he say, lean not to your own understanding. Quit trying to figure it out and ask me for wisdom and I will show you how. For God's word, it is a lamp unto our a light unto our feet, a lamp unto our a light into our path and a lamp into our feet. A lamp into our feet and a light into our path. The word of God will show us which way to go. The word of God will tell us. God is in his word is one. And when we don't have time for God, we don't have time for the word of God. We don't have time for God. Because God and his word is one. There's no condemnation. Because remember, the solution to all this, what I've said, is what Jesus said. And Matthews, seek first the kingdom of God. And Matthew 6, 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. But the devil wants us to try to figure out how we're going to do this, how we're going to pay the bills, how we're going to do this, how we're going to do that. And God is saying, I never told you to try to figure out stuff. I told you to come to me to seek first the kingdom of God and, and all these natural things. I know that you have need of food. I know you have need of clothes. I know you have need of shelter. I know you have bills. I know all of this. But we have not a high priest, Hebrews 4 and 15 tells us who is unable to sympathize and understand our weaknesses and our temptations. I understand. Jesus can identify with us. We don't have to try to live life without Jesus Christ. We don't have to say, hey, you go over here and I'm going to figure out how to do this. Is your plan God's plan or is your plan your own plan? There is a way that seemeth right unto a man. It seems like it's the right way. But the end thereof, it leads to death because it ends up being the wrong way. Because if God is not telling us to go that way, if God is not telling you to do this, if God is not telling you to do that, and you're just doing it because you're being heard like some sheep going astray. But if God did not say to do it, it seems like it's the right way because every, believe it or not, everybody is not doing it. It's just the people that you are around. And sometimes you may have to change the people that you're around in order to see and know and understand that no, everybody's not doing it. Everybody has not bowed their knee to bow. Everybody has not bowed their knee to Jezebel. It's just those people that's in your clique. It's just, and everybody's not dying from it either. Because I know the other side of the story. It's a lot of people I personally know who've gotten coronavirus and came out just fine. Their immune system did what it was designed to do, okay? And not just with that, with anything. But I just want you to know that Jesus wants us to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Take some time out for God. Make some time for God. And I don't mean just on Sundays and Wednesdays. I mean every single day. The same way you take time out for your spouse, the same way you take time out with your children, your friends, or whatever, your job, if you, if you can make time for your job, that job that God gave us, we should be able to make time for the God who gave us the job. There's no condemnation. Because the answer to everything I'm saying is seek first the kingdom of God. Because Jesus told us in Matthew 4 and 4 when he was led up into the wilderness by the Spirit to be tempted, he tells us in Matthew 4 and 4, it is written and forever remains that man should not live by bread alone when the devil is trying to tempt him. He said, but man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out the mouth of God. It's the word of God that we're supposed to be living out of, not by just natural physical substance. Are we living a carnal life or are we living a spiritual life? Who's leading you? The voice that you're listening to is the voice that's leading you. So we're going down the wrong way. It's because we're listening to the wrong voice. 
But Jesus said, my sheep know my voice and a stranger's voice they will not follow. Do not follow the stranger's voice because the stranger's voice is going to lead us away from God. The stranger's voice said, well, we don't have time for God. We don't have time to do that right now. I'll get back to you later, Jesus. I don't have time. Right now, I need to figure this out. I don't have time for you. Let, let me... Um, You know, in the temptations of Christ in Matthew 4, one of the things the devil says, he, he took him up on a very high mountain and um, and he showed him all the kingdoms of this world and the glory, the splendor, magnificent, the excellence. And he said to them, to all these things I would give you if you fall down and worship me. And you know what? That's the voice of, that's the deceitfulness of riches. The deceitfulness of riches will lead you to believe that if you get all of this, if you bow down and worship me, if you'll you'll just kick God to the curb, don't spend time with him, you know, don't have no time with him, don't pray to him, don't do what he say. If you bow down and worship me, the devil says, I'll give you the gold, the riches, the fortune, the fame. And I know I've seen some celebrities who have departed from the faith. They started out with the Lord. But then they started chasing after the wealth and the riches of this world because the deceitfulness of riches says, the voice of the devil says, you, know, you can make more money if you come over here and serve me. And so many of them have pierced their souls, have departed from the faith and pierced their souls with many sorrows. And then you see them on TV and they're strung out on drugs and just all kinds of stuff. Chasing after the deceitfulness of riches. Things that are temporal. And you can look at these people's lives. And most of them started off in the choir. And you look at their life. And now they're strung out on drugs. And a lot of them have died from um, alcohol abuse and things like this. Because they departed from the faith. And when you we depart when we depart from God's way, we're, we're, we're following the devil's way. So who are you following and who voices you listening to? And you know what? The devil is still saying this today. This is the deceitfulness of riches. If you will bow down and worship me. If you bow down and worship me, I'll give you all these things. If you'll sell your soul, if you just tell this lie, if you'll lie, cheat, still kill. Guess what? I'll give you all these things. When in fact, the devil has nothing to give. That's why he said, set your, uh, look, uh, fix your eyes on things which are above, not on things which are eternal and not on things which are below, which are temporal. Because those temporal things, things which are seen are going to decay. They're going to fade away. We're not going to be able to take those things with us. Everything we have here on earth is on lease. So why not share what you have today, not just money. Why not share your gifts? Why not share your wisdom? Why not share your wealth? Why not share whatever it is that God has gifted to you? The purpose that he, of everything he's given us is so we can give to others. The gifts and the callings, the things that he's put in us, it's for us to express Christ in the earth by sharing it to others. Whether it's a word of wisdom, a song, a hymn, whether it's money, whatever it is, but it was for God so loved that he gave. So God proved his love to us by giving us his only son. And he did it when we were yet sinners. I'm almost out of time here. But my prayer for you is that we will seek first the kingdom of God. Because when we're not putting God first, we're putting God last. And we just got to say it like that because deception is a hard spirit. And religion is one of the main spirits that's on the forefront. And we think because we talk about God and we say these religious things, but we can't. We, you can talk about God and not live for God. Yep, I said that. But Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? But Jesus told the devil when he came to him to tempt him in the garden, when he took him up on that very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory, the splendors, the... The, the women, the power, the sex, the money. How many of you have Satan taken up and said, if you'll just compromise, if you'll tell this lie here, you'll get the promotion. If, you, if you'll manipulate and swindle and lie and plot and plan a scheme, then I'll give you all of this money. 
But what people don't realize, it's like having a hole in your pocket. Ill-gotten gain. I'm getting ready to end it here. Seek first. But Jesus said to him, he said, go away, Satan, for it is written. And remember forever written. You shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him. Man should not live by bread alone, you guys, but by every word that proceeds out the mouth of God. So seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto us. I'm ending it here. You guys be blessed and be encouraged and support my podcast.